It seems to happen after every mass shooting. The shooter's past or behavior identified as a missed red flag dots that should have been connected to signal trouble. But when it comes to red flag laws, only 19 states have them. Texas does not. And some Texas lawmakers who oppose red flag laws have argued that we already have laws that can force someone to give up their guns. In this case, that explains we find out what it takes to remove a gun from someone in Texas and just how easy it can be to get it back. We also head to Florida, a state with a red flag law, to explain how it works. He made threats of violence and rape, shared a video online depicting a dead animal in a plastic bag, even had the nickname school shooter. Those details about the gunman are findings in a report by the Texas House Committee investigating the massacre at Robb Elementary. All details that surfaced after 19 children and two teachers were murdered. What the shooter did not have was a criminal history or diagnosed mental illness. There's all this conversation about we should have connected the dots. Does Texas have a mechanism that you know of that connects those dots? We have a system where we report individuals to the DPS if they've been committed, um, for example, or if they have a guardian and that theoretically prevents them from purchasing weapons. But unless you've hit the very tail end of, uh, of that crisis system, unless you're at the end of that whole process, you're under the radar. And Texas has no mechanism to check for it. Judge Oscar Kazin presides over probate court one in Bear County. In addition to wills and estates after someone's death, he also deals with guardianship and emergency apprehension and detention. Both are ways in which someone can be forced to give up weapons under certain circumstances. For someone to be granted guardianship over another person, there must be evidence that person is incapacitated. You can't provide for yourself. You can't take care of yourself. You're so permanently uh, disabled that the, and incapacitated that you can't provide for your safety, then a person can come in as their guardian. Emergency apprehension and detention is used in cases where someone has become a threat to themselves or others. If somebody is making threatening statements, posts online, is that enough for an emergency apprehension and detention? Yes, if the threat is eminent, apparent, and it's related to mental illness, if no law has been broken, but they are a danger to themselves or they're making threats to someone, then an officer can detain them and rather than take them to jail, take them to an emergency room for observation. And at that time, if the person has guns or other weapons on them, law enforcement can confiscate those. But if you are not ultimately committed, law enforcement officers are required to give the weapon back and that's done without benefit of a hearing. Very few individuals who are detained in Bear County ultimately get committed. Committed to receive mental health treatment. According to the Southwest Texas Regional Advisory Council, or STRAC, over 12,000 people in San Antonio and Bear County were placed under emergency apprehension and detention from July 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2022. Of those detentions, there were 479 reports of weapons seized. STRAC does not keep track of how many detentions result in commitments. Every day, law enforcement officers come marching into this court and shake their heads and hand me a document where I sign off that the person has not been committed and they have to give them back their weapon. And those law enforcement officers are shaking their heads, why? They just took the gun away from an eminently dangerous individual and they're giving it back without any mechanism to see if it's even 
the right thing to do. We've empowered people to take action when something bad happens. Isn't the idea that we want to prevent something bad from happening? Bob Gualteri is the sheriff of Pinellas County, Florida, just outside of Tampa. Florida enacted a red flag law in March 2018, just weeks after a shooter gunned down 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. Since then, the risk protection orders afforded by that law have been used nearly 9,000 times in the state, 1,200 times in Pinellas County, the second highest number by county in Florida. Somebody can do something and it doesn't have to rise to the level of being a crime and it doesn't have to rise to the level of being actionable under the mental health statute. In fact, it may not even be mental health related. Somebody just may be a mean, angry person that wants to exact revenge on somebody else, and it may not rise to the level of a crime. If someone in Florida says or does something thought to be a red flag, a report must be made to law enforcement. They investigate and decide whether something needs to be done. Even if it's not actionable uh, from a uh, involuntary mental health standpoint or from a crime standpoint, is there something we should do because this, this person isn't right? Something is wrong here. Gualteri says the case is then reviewed by a supervisor or agency attorneys before proceeding to a judge. We need to make sure, especially with Second Amendment rights and right to keep and bear arms and right to protect yourself, that it is properly vetted. So we have all these steps in place. Law enforcement officer investigates, has to articulate it, supervisory review, agency counsel review, then it goes to a judge. And if a judge determines that there's legal sufficiency, then the judge can issue a temporary order. That temporary order is done ex parte, meaning the person is not present, similar to getting a warrant. The order is good for 14 days, and within those 14 days, a trial is scheduled. That's when the person in question can be represented by an attorney to contest the order. Then a judge makes a ruling. The judge could deny the order or decide that person cannot possess or purchase guns or ammunition for a year. If circumstances change within that year, they can go back to the court and ask the court to reconsider. Once the order expires, Gualteri says there is nothing on a person's record to reflect it. But during the time the order is in place, that person should not pass a background check to buy a gun. And if they already possess weapons, they have to give them up, but not necessarily to law enforcement. They can give it to a next door neighbor, they can give it to a family member, they can give it to a friend, or if they want, they could surrender it to law enforcement. So this isn't where cops are knocking on doors and taking people's guns. The sheriff admits this law is not perfect. Someone could turn right around and return the guns to a person who's not supposed to have them, or they could buy guns illegally. He says it's about creating speed bumps along a path to violence. And while red flag laws are often talked about after mass shootings, in Pinellas County, it's more commonly used in cases of domestic violence or when someone is threatening to hurt themselves. Everybody talks about prevention. People talk about getting information. People talk about connecting the dots. Well, if you get us all, all this information, and even if you do connect the dots, but you're not doing anything about it, then you haven't accomplished anything. And, and, and you're leaving it open until the next time something bad happened. Federal gun legislation signed into law after the Uvalde shooting provides states $750 million to create and manage red flag laws. Top Texas lawmakers have not signaled any interest. It's a tough challenge. How do, how do you ever get to live in a free society where we also get to check all those things when you haven't done anything wrong yet? I don't have the answer, but I'm really tired of watching people who I know were just recently seriously dangerous to themselves 
getting their gun back without any type of safety net. If you believe that someone you know needs an emergency apprehension or detention, you can call police to request one. Ask for a mental health officer to respond. Or you can also contact a court directly to ask for a judge's warrant. We have information on how to do that on our website, ksat.com. This QR code will take you there, and it will also take you to the KSAT Explains page where you can watch any of the KSAT Explains segments we've done so far.